0: IMDb Journey Podcast, where not only do we break down a movie every fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do various other things, such as having guests on, playing lots of fun little movie games, and an assortment of other things. Today, I'm joined by my usual host, Hendo. Hendo, how are you going today?
1: I'm doing all right, my friend. I'm doing all right. You had to think
0: about that a fair while.
1: I did have to think about that. I was was wondering if there was anything that wasn't making me feel happy. But I understand you had a bit of troubles yesterday, my friend.
0: Yes. Yesterday, I did have some troubles, which just continued my horror
1: week that I'm having. You sound like me last week. And should I repeat what you told me? Harden the fuck up, you good Aussie battler. Stop your whining. Stop your bitching. Move on. I'm
0: pretty sure I would never refer to you as a good Aussie battler. I may have told you to be more like a good Aussie battler, which is obviously never going to happen, but (laughs) I appreciate you calling me that. I really do, from the bottom of my heart. Anyway, what happened is a company, which I won't name, takes out money from a direct debit from an account each month. They proceeded to take out that amount over and over and over until my account was empty. So what, like two transactions? Do you know how scary it is looking at an account and having, like, $10 in there? Do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. It's terrifying. It is. Absolutely is. I was on the phone to banks, this dodgy company. It's all over Facebook, Twitter. It's a nightmare.
1: Wow, that wasn't the story I was expecting you to say.
0: Yeah, that story that you're thinking of, basically, I just had a flat tire and it really annoyed me. But that just... Ugh. And then I buy new earbuds from another online company and it turns out they don't work. They turn off. The sound goes from one to the other at will. All of a sudden, I'll be listening to it. I'll just hear, power off. It's
1: like, come on. You sure it's not the person controlling it? I'm sure. I'm very sure. A good craftsman never blames his tools. This this is true. (laughs) He's he's like, it! I just walked into that one.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get into... Today's episode, what are we doing, Hendo?
1: Well, we're going to have our Pod V Pod 9 coming up soon. And then after that, we're going to be answering our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite film you've seen for this year? that is not from 2018 and that will also be our top 5 this week we'll also be giving you the results of the grand final in our best director tournament mm. and then after that we will also be unveiling our new tournament we'll be doing starting next week and then of course we'll be talking about what else we've been watching recently
0: yeah and we've had an extra week as it turned out to watch a few more films so i've seen a fair bit this week
1: i think i've seen about the usual because like i said last week I oh, it's had not no all about time. you hendo i'm all right. pretty sure the only film I watched last week was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly.
0: See, for me, when I was in my sadness of having this stuff around with my money, I turned to film, okay, and it cheers me up. How many days off have you had recently? Too, not enough. I was going <laughs> to say too many, but I changed my mind mid-sentence. Not enough. Didn't you not work today as well?
1: Yes. <laughs> so shit. Do you have a job? <laughs> Maybe that's where all your money's gone. No job. <laughs> Hey, I need
0: these days off so I can go to the cinema and see all these films.
1: Yeah, well, I I look forward to hearing your reviews on all these multiple, multiple films you've well, seen.
0: Well, that's, that's what I did today. I
1: went to the movies and I saw The Crimes of Grindelwald. That's right. Vold. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, you know, I'll take your word for that one. It's Vold, isn't it? It's Vold. Is it? It is. It says Vold.
0: It does say Vold. It's just like how, you know, where's Wally's actually, where's Vali?
1: <laughs> Vali.
0: <laughs> Vali. <laughs> that's another one I could have gone with. <laughs>
1: all right we're going to take a short break here give you a couple of promos from some awesome podcasts out there and we'll be back on the other side with pod v pod nine from the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes
2: the ghosts of the stratosphere ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews and why,
1: why are you stopping me
2: yes that's much better Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with
1: my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith, as well as a cavalcade of fantastic
2: comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday
1: with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere, as well as on our website, www.gotstratosphere.com.
2: Hope to see you soon, folks.
3: Oh hi! I didn't see you there. Well, nerds, geeks, and newcomers alike, we're the Shaken Not Nerd podcast, where each week we review movies and video games and discuss what's going on in the nerd world. With me, as always, is my co-host Ian, the huge footlong Johnson. Hey, babes. The Tom. Hello there. And Ollie, also known as Big Red. Hi. And I'm your host, Duty Doctrum. And
2: this is us.
4: About five minutes beforehand, I was talking to my friends being like, they make me say I love Harvey. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm I'm not doing it. The second
3: they said that, I'm like, <laughs> I love
2: Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> <"Yes."> Free shit. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your dick for one. It's
3: Pink just released a new album, which apparently is really Thank good. God. Title: purple. Pink no. right Two in the. <laughs> 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 Where can people find us, guys? Why are you looking at me this time?
0: <laughs> Well, I do believe you can find us on any relevant social media outlets or the
3: podcaster of choice. Mm. There are a lot of good ones. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Shake and not.
1: All right, it's time to get into Pod v Pod 9, where we take on some of your favorite podcasters in a variety of movie games. And we're back on our homeland this week from the Shake and Not Nerd podcast. It is Duty and the Tom. How are you doing, boys? Oh, pretty well. Yeah? The Tom. That's right. You're the one there's and only. No, there's no other Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone who hasn't listened to your show, why don't you tell us a bit about yourselves?
3: Oh, Shaken not Nerd, jeez, we've been going for about two and a half years now It's a- Very nice Yeah, just about to hit the triple digits, going from double digits to triple digits uh, We're a weekly podcast that talks about uh, movies, video games, comic books, essentially
1: what's going on And we release twice a week Excellent, excellent Mm. Lovely show, lovely show. Listen to it all the time, guys. Oh, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, why don't we get into it, guys? Why don't we get into our first round here, which is our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. And that is five questions per team, one point per correct guess, and the winner is the team with the most points. All right, lads, who do you want to go first here?
3: What do you reckon, Tom? Who goes first? Us or them? It is their show, and we are gracious- all right. So, what, what does that mean? We
2: ask the question. They can go first. I, I never know. I'll be honest. I have no <laughs> idea what going first
3: actually means. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll let you guys go first. We're, we're what does that on your mean? territory. <laughs> <laughs> ask the question. No,
4: ask the question. Yeah, ask a question. Right, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll ask the question. We'll ask the question.
1: First. Who wants to answer the first one? Uh, duty can do the first one. Thanks. <laughs> All right, duty. We got the category of classics. Okay. In the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> which of dorothy's three traveling companions does she meet second oh i'm gonna say the tin man very good (laughs) very good i haven't seen the movie and i've got the point (laughs) well to be fair one in three
2: guess. (laughs) oh
3: it's all uh it's all luck i don't know if you know about this but we have a lot of gatorade in the office
1: um does that help yeah sometimes (laughs) All right, you want to answer the first one? Yeah, sure. All right, Dean's going to answer the first question here. Tom, you can read it
4: out. Okay, so, with nine wins and 15 nominations, who has received the most Razzie awards? Oh, wow. Bit of a hard one to start off. Yeah,
2: I'll go,
0: I'll go Adam Sandler.
4: No, but that was very close. He is up there with the most nominations. It's actually Madonna. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) That would make
3: absolute sense. (laughs) You know that great song she did, Die Another Day? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Take the hint, Madonna.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tom, you're up. All right, hit me up.
0: All right, in the category of comedies, in the movie Clueless, who plays Ty Frazier, that tragically unhip new girl who Cher decides to befriend?
3: (laughs) Don't look at me. Oh, (laughs) gosh. I think we need my wife. Is there a friend? Clueless.
0: Hey, Clueless is for dudes too.
4: <laughs> I know, that's that's Alicia Silverstone in the lead, yeah?
1: It's not even worth half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she also Batgirl?
4: <laughs> I, I know her face and I know that Paul Rudd's in it. Oh, no. I have no idea.
1: No idea. See, I asked this to Dean, and he's like, "This is so ridiculously easy. You've given the most <laughs> easiest questions." I oh,
0: don't say that; you'll make him feel bad.
3: <laughs> that's, all right, that's all right. We've we've got to accept uh, defeat this time. Uh, it was I actually uh, Brittany Murphy.
4: Uh, okay, I would Already got that.
3: I don't know. Oh yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We can, can hear you whisper." <laughs> <laughs> But the good thing is, your background music counteracts it. That's right.
1: (laughs) We might just focus, we might just pause it just for that that little whisper. I know who
2: she is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: All right, right, fellas, here's your next one. Yep, Uh, I'm up. Let's do it. I hope one of you is a Star Wars fan because what is the make and model of the Millennium Falcon?
1: Pass what am I going to say like my license plate i got no idea just say like <laughs>
0: Millennium Falcon version 1.0 <laughs> ding
1: ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> not done uh, no oh.
3: idea this is a YT-1300 freighter oh, oh that! Wow.
1: Was, I was close
3: to saying that but <laughs> I, I you, you, you were close <laughs> with the registration um, yeah. if you could just give us your credit card details and your date of birth <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great does that give me the point <laughs> no <laughs> and don't
4: worry the next ones are a bit kinder oh that's alright then <laughs> A bit.
1: <laughs> Alright. you are up for the next one? Yep. Category is horror. Okay. How many total films are there in the Saw franchise? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
3: Does that uh sidebar, does that include jigsaw? Yes. Okay. One, two, three, four. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight.
1: Very good. Yes. Very
2: good. Nice. Ugh.
1: Humping ahead. Two two to none. Uh, Two nil? It's just like a soccer game. Wait, what if they're going
3: with golf points? That means they're winning. It's true. Uh, Can we do that? (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) All right, Dean, you're up. All right, the next one. What are Wolverine's claws made of? Come on, Dean.
0: Adamantium.
1: Correct. Very good. Would have had to give you a slap if you got that one wrong. You would have had to film that and send it to us.
0: (laughs) You should have asked, like, what are James Howlett's claws made out of.
3: Uh, (laughs) This guy. We've got ourselves a Wolverine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tom, you're up. Dean, you'll ask the question.
0: All right. In the category of animation, in The Emperor's New Groove, Cusco spends the majority of the film transformed into what kind of animal? You better fucking get this A llama
2: Thank you Very
3: good Thanks. Nailed it Yes Yay I'm a llama again No oh, way <laughs> I love my animated films <laughs> uh, all right. Tom you can read that next one for Daniel
4: oh, I read the last one
3: Did you? Oh, Alright then uh, Fair enough uh, Excluding film series with Harrison Ford and Jurassic Park Name four movies that John Williams composed the score for
1: God you're killing me <laughs>
4: Oh, there's some big ones there.
3: You've got this. Four movies. You've got it. I think you'll struggle to get one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Composers are not my thing. It's a good thing we're not talking about composers. We're talking about the John
1: Williams. That's have you true. heard of John Williams? I have heard of John Williams. He's done a true lot of big blue. movies. <laughs> None that I can name that don't have Harrison Ford or Jurassic Park. Oh, you'll kick yourself. I, reckon. I will. I will. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Nah, I think I'll be here forever. I'm, oh man, this is
3: embarrassing. I'm passing. Wow. Should we should we give him one to get him started, just as a
1: as a as a
2: as a as a, yeah, as a yeah, show yeah. of uh, goodwill, as, as
4: a baseline to see where 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 it's coming from. So, what one do you reckon?
3: Let's let's go with Jaws. Jaws. Yep. Yeah, as an example.
1: All right.
2: So.
1: <laughs> 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 um alright well I'm just gonna smash out some Spielberg films then we'll go Jaws Close Encounters of the Third Kind E.T. and well oh, this is for you Billy and Topher A.I. what
3: have we got Tom Ooh,
4: you are right with E.T. I'm just checking the other two I don't believe so with the other no.
3: two no negative i right with E.T. the other answers are the Harry Potter because he did the main Harry Potter theme
2: mm-hmm.
3: he also did Home Alone mm. Schindler's List Schindler's List Wow.
4: Oh wait, one. no, he did he did do close encounters. You're right, on
0: two of them. Well all right. there you go. So you lost it with AI. <laughs> Damn
2: it. Of course I did. Uh. I think uh. AI
3: stands for artificial intelligence, but not for John Williams.
1: <laughs> oh man, so we've um, we've lost this one. All thanks to me this week. No, nah, it's alright. It's gotta happen at some time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay, anyway, let's get to the last one here. We've got a collaboration for you guys. All right. Mm -hmm. We've got Action Adventure. What X-Men first-class cast member plays one of Immortan Joe's wives, Toast the Knowing, in Mad Max Fury Road? Mad Max Fury Road plays one of his wives, and it's in first class.
3: Okay. Now, she's not a main wife. She, must be, uh, she wouldn't be the main pregnant one. She must be a side one. And I'm, it's not something like Jennifer Lawrence. No. And he's not, uh, you know, I can't even remember the character's name from Mad Max. The bad guy from Mad Max isn't married to like Michael Fassbender or something. So that's right <laughs> out. So I'm thinking it's the person who plays, um,
2: Ooh, oh, oh,
3: fuck. Uh, can I name the character from X-Men? Oh, <laughs> I've got is see actual- <laughs> Am I well, allowed I to name the she- character from X Men? I don't know the actress's name.
4: <laughs> there was a lot of hand movements and a lot of slapping knees just then. <laughs>
3: but you've, you've already
1: won it. <laughs> yeah, you've, it, you've so already I'm not sure won it. So- this will yeah, do. Yeah, just go, go for it. Say it, it then. It's,
3: it's Emma Frost.
1: No. Oh, no, that's not wrong. January Jones. No. It's uh, Zoe Kravitz. I have no idea who That
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's the bloody. Uh, she's <laughs> the one with the wing tattoos on her back. Uh, yeah, she played Angel
1: Salvador.
3: Yeah, we all remember her. (laughs) (laughs) But doesn't
1: matter because you'd already won. That's
3: all right. You might get this
4: one. Yeah, and to be fair, I'm going to do terribly on the next round. Um, All right. So I'm hoping one of you has actually seen this film. Uh, (laughs) In the 2007 film, I'm Not There, which actress played
1: Bob Dylan? Kate Blanchett. Yes. Me. Bit of redemption there. I will accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys killed us there. Well done. Got on a three to two victory. Three to two? That's not bad, hey. You Me guys two. caught up. <laughs> well well no, <nah>, there's only <laughs> one <laughs> each, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, so let's head into our second game, which is called Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Where both teams have three actors or actresses and the other team has to guess what are their four movies off the IMDb known for page. And since we asked the first question last time, you guys can ask the question this time and I'll go first this time. Okay. I'll go for for the first one. I'll go for probably the easiest one we have on the
3: list, perhaps. Harrison Ford. Okay. See,
0: I don't don't think that's easy.
1: There's so many Yeah, you're spoiled for choice there. Like... (laughs) do I just rattle off like the the trilogies or do I pick off a couple of the middle ones let's just go first off we'll go Raiders of the Lost Ark correct correct okay and jeez um Empire Strikes Back negative negative okay oh man (laughs) I mean do I just keep going with Star Wars and Indiana Jones do it double down (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Oh, let's go. A new hope. Negative. All right. I was waiting for this one for my fourth, my wild pick. I'm going to say Blade Runner. Negative. Wow. Jeez. Roasted. Yeah. Uh, if you got yourself a haircut
3: like Dean did a couple of weeks ago, you might have uh, gotten some fresh picks there. But unfortunately,
2: it's <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant.
4: Actually, look at it. now. It was very surprising. It, that's why it, I put him on it on the list. It is a top. It is surprising. So. Raiders, yep. Witness, what witness? Jesus. Air Force One. Oh, yeah, all right. And the Fugitive.
1: Yep. Okay. There was mm. all the extra Not ones. Not a single on there. Star Wars though. That's yeah. That's odd. Yeah. It's hey, hey to well. be to be fair, we did you and McGregor, and there was no Star Wars on there at all.
3: Yeah. See, I was gonna I was gonna try and like be start off easy and then go hard. So, of course, I typed in Mark Hamill, and that was just a complete. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> well,
0: what else is there? Batman animated series? Jay and Silent Bob
1: yeah. Strike Back? <laughs> oh, <a> cock knocker. <laughs> 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 All right, who's going first he these two? All right. uh, Tom can go uh, first. Yeah, first. Go first. first last round. I'm going
3: first. I'm going to do so bad at this. All right.
1: You go, uh, you'll be
0: fine. All right, our first one is Johnny Depp.
3: Oh, you're Johnny Depp, man. When he, right. when he was good.
4: Johnny Depp. So, I am going to go the first... First
3: Pirates of the Caribbean Correct Oh nice Oh what else
4: could he have been in do, rec- do relatively recent ones pop up Like would Crimes of Grindelwald no, I, I, don't, I, I can't doubt help it.
3: it's not my turn uh, <laughs> It doesn't help fellas That we're recording in our room And it's next to a giant DVD
1: shelf It's true
3: <laughs> It sounds like it would help <laughs>
0: yeah that'll
1: hey, help your course you, you think you think it'd help but I've got about 30 movie posters on my wall here I've got the first three Star Wars I've got Blade Runner and that it only helped me once <laughs> that explains
0: why you got so many of those trivia answers right
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: oh shots uh, fired within the room
4: I think we're gonna chuck in uh, Edward Scissorhands ooh unfortunately not just, oh. just off the cuff just randomly bummer man. that's a good man. movie uh, oh, what else is he in? Um, my memory is shocking uh,
3: Sweeney Todd. Oh, good one. Wow. Hey. Yeah? That was yeah. the first musical that I actually liked.
4: And, okay. And let me think, let me think.
3: Well, he hasn't seen Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so far. <laughs>
4: and I'm just wondering whether it'll just be in there. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. No. Hey. Ah, bummer. Oh, I'm happy with two.
0: Yeah. I'll take that. All <laughs> yeah. right. The other two were Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. Two oh, and three of us. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I thought so that would be too
3: easy. You honestly think you'd put Edward Scissorhands in there because it's so much different range? Yeah, pretty much. Oh wow. Yeah,
1: okay. IMDb have weird ways of picking movies for their known for list. You guys work for IMDb. You got to change that. Hey, if I, we work for IMDb, I haven't seen any checks. <laughs> Now,
4: I, I, I'm just going to preface this before I say it, that Duty picked all these, so you can blame him.
2: Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> That's all right. One.
4: Dean picked all of
1: these, so you can blame him. <laughs>
4: the next one, Stan Lee. Rest in peace. Ooh. I think that's quite hard, because he's literally in every Marvel film. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like, See, what I've learned from this game is... Oh yeah, it's Dean's go. That's my Oh jeez, I'm like I didn't answer. <laughs> what am I thinking for? Go for it, Dean. God.
0: That's the nerve
1: of this guy.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to take
1: over as
0: usual. Alright. Stanley. Avengers? Yes. Ooh. You Ooh, please. Uh, Ooh, I may have
4: prematurely said yes. Confirm which one.
0: <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna play my strategy game here. <laughs> Uh, I'll say Obviously I meant uh, Number two Yes
4: (laughs) Yes
3: I guarantee guarantee you He was curling his hair Behind his ears When he was thinking of that Uh, What else we got
0: Uh, (laughs) Black Panther No No. Good cameo though If you say so (laughs) Hey I can't recall it. I'm not having to go. Just, I just can't recall that particular I was going to say, cameo. if you're having a dig.
2: There's back. so many cameos.
3: That's where he's a blackjack. He's playing blackjack, but he's playing poker, and he's, like, cleaning the house. I'm glad you remember, because I didn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we'll say Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: Correct. Correct. And... Man, I'm glad you picked... I'm glad you got this one.
0: <sighs> uh, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy. Please confirm which one.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, uh,
0: okay. From that, I'll double down on my sequels and go number two. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gold! Thanks for the uh, for the hand, fellas.
3: No worries. <laughs> that's no problem. It's it's what we do.
1: Awesome. Good display, Dean. Good uh. Good cunning with that one there. All right. Dude, you're up. All right. We have Mark Ruffalo.
3: All right. I'm going to go with Avengers number one. Very good. <sighs> I'm trying to think of what else he's... Ooh, ooh. He's suddenly 30. No. Fuck. Left field with that one. Hey, man. It's a good movie. Uh... If you say so. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, Thor Ragnarok No Oh This isn't going well <laughs> Mark Ruffalo Avengers 2
1: No <laughs> I'm going to double down Avengers 3 <laughs> No the other three were in fact Foxcatcher Haven't seen it Haven't heard of it <laughs> The Best Picture winner Spotlight haven't seen it, haven't heard of it. <laughs> <I> haven't <laughs> heard of Spotlight. I've heard, heard of, of a store Spotlight. <laughs> for all your fabric needs. <laughs> and the last one, I'm sure you've heard of this one, The Kids Are Alright. No, I haven't. <laughs> That's all right, don't blame you for that for one. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so heading into the last round, you guys have got three and we are on four.
3: Ooh. All right, time for a collab. This one, this one is a bit of a cheeky one because I, I picked this one because it's a bit, bit, of, bit is of. Stan Lee, not cheeky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think. We'll, uh, we'll wait. Um, so, your next one, fellas, is Fumka Johnson. Okay, my first. Okay, okay, so... okay
0: so we're just talking here. Yeah, we're talking here. Well, I mean, surely Goldeneye. I'm thinking. The first thing
1: I'm thinking, Goldeneye. It's okay. got to be. Correct.
2: But we're just talking. we we're, were just, just talking about so no, it. No, thank, so thank, thank you for
1: that one. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, Tom you talk
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay so the next one do you think of Is the X-Men movies Yeah you? I think they're just
0: called X-Men X2 And then And then her starring one The Phoenix Saga Of course Which one would you choose I mean We've got three more picks Is she in anything else That we're really gonna say Taken Oh that's not bad
1: Thank you but I don't mind
3: that. I actually have a, an ongoing debate with Taken. I think Commando is the original Taken and Commando is better than Taken.
1: Uh, I
3: don't think
0: that's a hot take. I agree. Yeah, I think most people would say Commando is better than Taken.
3: Cool. I'll tell my wife she's wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so you, what do you want I don't know. I mean I'm just thinking, are we just yeah. gonna bang out the three X-Men or is there something else? Why don't
1: we just pick one first and then see where that takes? If we get if we don't if we take the second one, which is probably the one we should choose, and it's wrong, there's no way we're gonna take any of the others. Alright. X two X X-Men two. two. Yeah. Nope. Come on, you watch, They're probably yeah. laughing now because they know we're not going to take one or three. Like, they're both <laughs>
2: <funny."
0: laughs> <laughs> nah, on here! they're all silence. They learnt their lesson. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> they've said it was cute. I right?
3: learnt my lesson.
0: Well, they said it was cheeky. Sorry, so maybe there's no X Men at all. I think I think Ooh. we definitely go with Taken.
1: You reckon? Yeah. What else is she? What happened to those crickets? <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, okay, we'll go Taken. Alright, Taken. Yep. No. Okay, well, all right. Listen, you want to go back to X-Men? <laughs> <laughs> First
3: trick wasn't working for me. I'd like to go backwards. Well, I can't think of anything else she's in.
1: Nothing worth noting. She wasn't in any TV shows, was she? No. Nah. No? Nah? Yes,
3: yes, she was. But no, she wasn't. That's a sidebar for me. Don't play your mind tricks. <laughs> He's using the old Jedi mind trick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then, which one? The third one, she's, like... Much more prominent. It's bad, though.
0: Alright, X Men 3, The Last Stand. Yes. Alright, cool. That's alright. Alright, that's a respectable. Respectable 2. Respectable 2. What was it?
4: So the other two, you should have stuck with your other theory. X Men was on there. And then House on Haunted Hill.
1: Oh, okay. Haven't seen it,
0: haven't heard of it. (laughs) Likewise. I've seen
1: it. (laughs)
3: I've heard of it.
1: Come on, Dean. That's
0: impressive. Come buddy. on, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do we end up on? We've got six. All right, lads, you need to get three for the tie and score all four for the win. No pressure.
0: <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going to go with
3: Josh Brolin. Oh, okay, Tom. I'm thinking Goonies.
4: Mm-hmm. Goonies
3: is his thing. Yeah, okay, and he was also recently in Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 and Avengers Infinity War. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Of course, or in Men in Black.
4: In men in Black will know
3: people. Oh, it could, could be. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be arbitrary. Shall we, shall we lock in Goonies because Goonies is his thing? Like Goony- yeah, Goonies is up there. I reckon. Lock in Goonies. No. no definitely not.
2: <laughs>
3: I reckon No
4: Country for Old Men has to be there.
3: Locking that in. Very good. All Go right. Okay, Tom, you're on a roll. My techniques don't work. You
4: just say them, and we'll get them.
3: What first. were the other ones we said he was in? Deadpool, Deadpool 2. two, Avengers: Infinity War.
4: What do you reckon's more likely? Which of those two? <sighs> Remember, let both... get
3: one wrong and you lose.
4: I know. <laughs> oh, <no>, pressure's on.
3: <laughs> Need I remind you who won the first round? Uh, oh, like, well, <laughs> you're living in the past. <laughs> that was ages ago. <laughs> what are you
4: even talking about? <laughs> I really hope at least one of them's there, because otherwise, yeah, the same story as before, they're giggling there, being like, oh, they're deciding between two that aren't there.
3: <laughs> Sorry, yeah, can, right. can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not behind the
2: background music. <laughs> <laughs> alright,
3: alright. Avengers Infinity War was pretty big, but Deadpool 2 had him as a like a non-CG character. I reckon... Oh, what about reckon? Sicario? Ooh,
4: Ooh Spanner. <laughs> Shifter. Uh, no. Hammer when I said the first tones. one You say this
3: one You say this one Sicario No Okay Damn it well, What's the word Avengers now? Infinity War
1: <laughs> No
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh unlucky fellas We actually had the uh, Very popular films uh, Inherent Vice Haven't seen it Haven't heard of it What? <laughs> Milk Haven't seen it Haven't heard of it <laughs> And W Where he played George W. Bush haven't seen it. Haven't heard of it.
3: <laughs> oh, wow! Well,
4: what a selection.
3: <laughs> you know, you think, you think some of his big movies might be on there. Where you know, <laughs> don't be he ridiculous. Two billion dollars
1: <laughs>
3: with the snap hey, of his fingers.
1: He just wants a shout out to his little indie films, <laughs> <laughs> but not Goonies. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty what shocked the about fuck? that one. <laughs>
0: In fairness, it's not a very good film anyway, so... No, I think you're in the
1: minority there, mate.
3: Dean, you're going you're going the right way for a shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll feel extra fresh.
1: <laughs> you would bang them all out. All right, lads, bad luck there. On a score of four to six, we take the second round, which is good oh, yeah. because we love it when the listeners get to decide who wins the game. And with that being said, we're into our movie draft. Lads, we let you guys pick the draft, as we do with all our guests. What have you gone for? For this one, we
4: have gone for MCU films that don't have Iron Man.
0: Okay. And any reason why? Because that's what Tom thought
3: of. They're
4: the ones that get all the airtime. Airtime. Robert Downey Jr. is always promoted. I just wanted to
1: to see what people thought of the rest of them. Yeah, Um, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Something a bit different. More of an excuse to talk about MCU films, which I don't mind. <laughs> to be,
3: to be fair, it. be happy Tom picked it, because I was going to pick a very harsh one. What, what, was, what were you to What would do? be harsh? It John Williams films? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> none of you would get that. Uh, hey, hey, I would have got all of them. Uh-huh. It's not your turn to pick, Dean. Can um, I pass <laughs> in the draft? That <laughs> <laughs> was going to be superhero fights, but depending on the superhero you pick, you, they can't be in a following fight. So if someone said the avengers fight in the first film you could not pick a captain america fight or an iron man fight later down the tr- down the pick
1: ooh that is harsh yeah mm. glad you went with this one <laughs> <laughs> all right lads who which team do you want to go first I uh, will go first all right we'll first? we're desperate for a win all right <laughs> <laughs> what's we'll going on first off the off the
4: board here you got this all, all right, right. Uh, so we're going to go first up captain america winter soldier
0: Yep. Yep. Terrible pick. <laughs> oh, clearly reading the list upside down. <laughs>
3: All right. Who do you want to go out of us two? Uh, look, Dean seems to put his money where
1: his mouth is, so I'm going to go Daniel.
3: Wow, I think it's the
1: first time I've ever been <laughs> picked first. That well, uh, is
3: the first. It's first time for everything?
1: All right, uh, got to go the very popular Black Panther. Ooh.
3: (laughs) Not a fan? That
0: was an interesting reaction. (laughs) Dean's just (laughs) going, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll take. (laughs) I'll take Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, good pick. Well, mine wasn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, clearly not. (laughs) It was an alright film. I'll keep my. (laughs) I'm voting. I'm picking for popularity. Don't try and justify your <laughs> terrible picks. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll, we'll let the percentages explain.
0: I don't know why he's so cocky. We lost the last Pod V Pod <laughs> draft. Did we? I don't remember that.
2: Mm.
3: <laughs> I've just completely erased it for my mate. Yep. All right, on to you, duty. What do we got? Uh, I'm going to pick Guardians of the Galaxy number one.
0: Very good. It's a good choice. Thank you for clarifying which one.
3: <laughs> no
4: problem. <laughs> All right,
1: all uh, right. We,
4: or well, I am going to go with Ant-Man.
1: Yep, that's good. From what, what? In my is opinion, left- <laughs> the
3: best MCU film. <laughs> really, and you're wrong. I absolutely Ant-Man is my absolute favorite MCU film. Nice. What do you think of the sequel? I actually really really liked it. Like, ah, of... see, you were doing well with the first one. He <laughs> ruined it. Nah, nah, mate. You got to get out of that out of that <laughs> mindset of sequels. Just nah, nah. It was really good. Yeah, I really really liked it. Um, oh, good. It, it, uh, outstanding film. Ah, it's good to hear someone enjoyed it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's also good to hear. All someone those millions a good just pick. for <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take Doctor Strange off the board. Ooh. Guys, why don't you like my picks? <laughs> I, no, no, to be fair, to be fair,
3: I picked up a Doctor Strange book today. They're very good books and it was a
1: pretty good movie. Well, thank you. Thank
3: you for justifying my pick. Your, your pick is justified.
1: I need that little pick-me-up then. All right, Dane, what do you got? All right, I am going to take... Slim Pickens. Yeah, I'm going to take Thor 1. Ooh. And thank you for clarifying which one. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay. Duty, you've got a pick here. I am
3: going to go with
1: the first Avenger, Captain America. Yep. That's good. We've watched left there. And you guys have a collaboration here for the, the three others we got left. What do you um, got?
2: You <laughs> 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 slide <This'll decide> it. <laughs>
3: Alright, alright. We can discuss before we pick. Yes, we can. Now, so, Thor 2 is <laughs> Thor the 2? worst. fuck no. <laughs> it's got, to be fair, the only good thing about Thor 2 is the costume.
4: Okay, let's be honest. When they said last three, they meant last two on the list. Yeah.
3: Alright. Guardians uh, 2 is good. You saw right through us. <laughs> Guardians 2 is good because it's got Kurt Russell, and Kurt Russell's a fucking fantastic actor. And the part with Yondu at the end was completely blubbering and insane. It was. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I love. But I understand picking Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because everyone, like even the people who walked out of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 going, eh, compared to the first two one, yeah, it was actually still pretty good. Ant-Man and the Wasp, you need to be an Ant-Man fan to enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp.
4: I was going to say, I feel overall people sort of enjoy the Guardians characters more.
3: Yeah, let's let's go with that. Guardians of the Galaxy, numero two. Two. Very good. Yeah, very good. And is there even a debate here? (laughs) No, there is not. We're
1: taking Ant-Man and the Wasp.
3: The only good thing about Thor 2 is his costume. If you look at Thor 1 and Thor 2 in relation to their outfits, Thor looks completely retarded in the first film. They bleached his eyebrows.
1: Yeah, they did, didn't they? (laughs) They did. did. Yeah, Yeah, they did. (laughs)
3: Yeah. And even his actual his actual attire is so much better. It's just the plot in that film was a bit garbage.
0: Just yes. the plot. You can always pass
1: up. As long <laughs> just as they the look plot good. And, and Am I right? Natalie Portman
3: Fellas? being Padme. Oh, for Natalie again. Portman.
1: Dean is a big Natalie Portman fan. Do love Who isn't? Natalie Portman. Who isn't. Ah, exactly. Natalie Portman,
3: she can fall 500 feet from an L.A.A.T. gunship but die of sadness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. To recap the draft here, you guys have got Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man, Captain America, The First Avenger, and Guardians of the Galaxy Two, and we have Black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Ant Man and the Wasp. Lads, do you think yous having two Captain Americas and two Guardians of the Galaxy is going to taint your draft? I don't think so because having two things of the
3: two two of a good thing is never bad. That's it's the saying. It's true. However, you said actually- it beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> You can never have too much of a good thing. I think that's what I was looking for.
4: After hearing you actually read out the lists, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous.
3: I, that's
2: the thing, that As though. everyone think, else says on this draft.
3: <laughs> but that's that's also the thing. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and Captain America 1 and 2 should be, if you want to experience them them completely, you view them back to back. Because in the first Captain America film, we see Bucky get knocked off the train and fall into the frozen lake. And then he comes back in Captain America 2. Oh, spoilers,
1: too. God. I was going to watch it tonight. <laughs> Didn't even yeah, a yeah, spoiler warning.
3: <laughs> you would think someone with 50 movie posters around him has seen the damn film.
1: <laughs> oh, geez, there he is.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: um, I reckon, yeah, With same thing with Guardians. You watch them back to back because at the end of Guardians 1, you have Yondu's like, his dad was a jackass. And then we see who his dad is. And Kurt Russell could do no wrong. And Man is, Airman, it's it's top. <laughs> nah, Dude, they're it's, good.
1: Michael Penner is awesome in it. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. He's very good. Okay, so for you listeners out there, we'll post the poll up about 24 hours after we release the episode and you can all vote on who has the best team of movies. So, lads, thank you very much for coming on the show today. What a blast. Thank you for having us.
3: Uh, thank you very much for having us. There's a lot of tension. A lot of tension in this room. Like, oh, what <laughs> movies do we pick? Who would have known that Josh Brolin is, you know, not known for Goonies but known for playing George W. Bush? Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: All right, lads, where can the listeners find you?
3: Uh, you can find us on Shaken Not Nerd. That's uh, essentially like a martini, Shaken Not Stirred, but Shaken Not Nerd. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I release normal episodes on Monday and our gaming episodes on Thursdays. Are you yes. big James Bond fans? Oh, mate. Mate. Yes. <laughs> yes, <very much> so. <laughs> two of the hosts are the oh, other ones. Mate. who like <laughs> two 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 out of four hosts are big James Bond fans, myself
2: included.
1: Well, I'd fit perfect in there. I, I'm James Bond freak here. Yeah, you just you just stay we'll, right here, mate. All right. <laughs> might, we'll get you guys I'm on for to a James Bond episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll get okay. you guys on for a James Bond quiz. See how well you do. Yeah, yeah, do you guys take applications? <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Oh. Once again, thanks, God Thanks again, guys. We've, yeah, it was heaps of fun here today. No worries. Thank you thanks very guys. much for having us. Had lots of fun. All right, let's get into. That's
2: my question.
1: The question, jerk. Where we asked you, what is your favorite film you've seen this year, not released in 2018? Now let's have a look at a couple of responses here from our patron Ben Mulverhill. I watched No Country for Old Men for the first time, courtesy of the podcast, and I went straight into my top ten. Wow, that's awesome. That's high praise. From the geeky retro nerd
0: show, Big Trouble in Little China. I watched it doing the ironing at the weekend for the millionth time.
1: <laughs> I have not seen it once. Were you ironing for the millionth time, or have you seen Big Trouble in Little China for the millionth time? Ooh, asking the good questions. Yeah. Get back to us on that one, would you guys? From the amateurs or tours pod, not my first time seeing the film, but it was my first time seeing it in a theatrical setting. Included with an overture and intermission, they don't make them like this anymore. 2001, A Space Odyssey.
0: That would have been good in a cinema. Bloody oath. And on drugs. From the Film Inquiry podcast, Broadcast News. Have you
1: seen Broadcast News? I
0: honestly have never even
1: heard of it. Yeah, I agree. I haven't even heard of this film. Sam at the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast said, My answer by a mile is Vampire's Kiss. I'd seen the memes and snippets of it here and there, but never actually watched the whole thing. Now I look back at my life before it and think less of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself, Sam. Well, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> have Oh, jeez. Yeah, I haven't either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From Corey
0: Tatum, by far it's The Greatest Showman. I've seen it six times this year and listen to the soundtrack all the time. My second favourite was My Life as a Zucchini. Such a sweet and sad film.
1: I can agree with the second part.
0: I have not seen My Life as a Zucchini and The
1: Greatest Showman's okay, but I like that you like it. Look at you pandering. From the Sack 'em Up Sundays podcast, going to have to say Tusk so far. Can't go wrong with Justin Long being turned into a human walrus. The mixture of creepy and cheesy is just too good to pass up. From
0: friend of the show, Gidget Von LaRue. Gah! Racking my brain now. I've seen so many not made in 2018. I've really enjoyed. For pure fun, killer clowns from
1: outer space. For quality, to catch a thief. The DVD Lowdown said Independence Day is my favourite of all time and I watch it once a year like clockwork. From 21st Dates,
0: Best in Show. Watched it for the first time this year and honestly keep going back to watch it. Hilarious. Are you a dog lover, Hendo? I have a dog. So no?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to get into your fucking dog. Hey, I love my dog and I'm proud of it. <laughs> the Mixed Media Forest podcast said Ex Machina. Good choice, good choice. From
0: Films on Trial, I saw Kiki's Delivery Service for the first time this year and absolutely loved it. Such a beautifully written story. I hadn't seen a lot of Ghibli films previously,
1: but I'm a complete convert now. From Noah Pate, saw Kill Bill Williams 1 and 2 this year for the podcast and love them. Easily one of my favourite action movies.
0: Nice. From Pinto
1: Comics, brawl in cellblock 99. Nice, good pick. Can't argue with that. Mackenzie Lambert said Demon Witch Child, a nineteen seventy-five Spanish knockoff of the Exorcist from the director of the Blind Dead series. Eerie Atmosphere, great score by Victor and Diego, epitomises less is more horror.
0: Next one here from Brad Kitchenator. I'd have to say Atomic Blonde, Hell of a Cast, Theron, McAvoy, Goodman, Marzen, among others. It's like female bond born with a dash of wick. I don't agree, but
1: well said. And over on our Facebook page from Mary Slaymaker, trained to Busan or Breathe, definitely. Affected by both, though in different ways. And our last one here from Tony from the Flix X-ray podcast. Finally watched the Exorcist fully through. Never watched it fully before. Overrated. Agreed. So thank you very much for all your responses, everyone out there. But Dean, let's get into our top five favorite films we've seen this year not released in 2018. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue (laughs) Alright Dean What's your number 5 I'm going to kick things off With the Australian film Chopper Chopper Good pick Thank you I'm going to start off with The King of Comedy Oh nice Thank you It is a good film Yes What's your number 4 My number 4 Foreign film Bad Genius just missed my cut here. Had it at number six. Hmm. Uh, My number four is Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread. Yeah, fair enough. What's your number three? My number three is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Nice, good pick. My number three is another Paul Thomas Anderson film, Boogie Nights. Okay, you need to
0: get off this Paul Thomas Anderson guy.
1: I actually think you've seen more of his films than I have this year.
0: Which leads me into my number two (laughs) film, Paul Thomas Anderson's (laughs) Phantom (laughs) Thread.
1: Well, my number two is a movie you got me to watch. First time view, Superman. Oh, very nice. Yes. But all these are horseshit compared to our number one films. (laughs) What is it, Dean?
0: I'm going to go with the incredibly surprising foreign film that I watched this year.
1: Oh, who who gave you this one?
0: Yes, yes, yes. It was you. It is
1: Train to Busan. I'm very happy you like that film. Oh, it is so good. (laughs) Well, my number one is a film I've seen many times before. It's Minority Report. Where is my
0: Minority Report? You don't have one.
1: Uncanny. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a few years. And for next week's question, we're going to ask you, what is your favourite prison film? That will also be our top five. All right, let's get into the results of the grand final of our Best director Tournament. We had our number five seed, Alfred Hitchcock, against the number two seed, Steven Spielberg. Now, Dean, who would you have picked in this grand final? Hitchcock versus Spielberg? Yeah. I would definitely go Spielberg. Yeah, I would probably agree. What did you have as your final two? I had Nolan versus Tarantino as my final two. Yeah, I had- We both went out last round. I believe I had Kubrick versus Spielberg. Okay. But let's look at the results here, Dean. 140 votes later with a 64% victory is Mr. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, well done, sir. Takes it out in the end. So well under him. That also closes out our bracket that we did and we tied. (laughs) after all that
0: after all that
1: so we both have three films to give each other that we have two weeks to watch so let's go back and forth we'll go one each so we're not dogging each other here dean what's the first one you're going to choose for me
0: okay the first film i'll give you was mentioned in our good the bad and the ugly podcast i'll go with clint eastwood's in the
1: line of fire okay thank you the first film i'm giving you is once It's directed by John Carney, who did Sing Street, which was my favourite film in 2016. Yep. It's a movie that I've been meaning to see. What better incentive than to give it to you, and you'll love it, and then I'll watch it.
0: Okay. My next film for you is Enemy.
1: Yes, cool. All right. I've had that like deep on the watch list for a very long time. Oh, Pretty sure it's the only Denis Villeneuve film I haven't seen, so that'll finish off his filmography for me. Mm. My next film I'm giving you is a bit of a fun one here, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. What is that? It's kind of like a comedic- More of a comedic cabin in the woods. Like, it's a spoof on horror films, but it's not like a, you know, Naked Gun style horror film. And what's the last film you're giving me, sir? Classic gangster film. I'm going to go Kevin Costner's Untouchables. Nice. Another one I've been meaning to see. Mm. And the last one I'm giving you, you mentioned earlier that you hadn't seen it. I feel like it'd just be a big bundle of fun. I'm going Nick Cage's Vampire's Kiss. (laughs) Nice. That will be fun. (laughs) All right, so now that our Best Director Tournament is over, we need to move on to a new tournament. And what we're going to do is Best 1940s Film, okay?
0: That's so, right. You heard it here. The 1940s. Hold on to your house, folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're starting out with a bang. So what we're going to do is our next eight tournaments we're going to be doing is going to be each decade going from the 1940s all the way up to the current decade we're in. And all eight winners at the end of it will take part in a – tournament of champions i guess you'd say i would say that well thank you thank you for agreeing with me so we're going to kick it off with the 1940s we've got at least eight films in the imdb top 250 from the 40s so we're going to go a bracket of eight films and those films are in the eighth seed is the third man seventh seed is the treasure of the sierra madre Number six seed is Bicycle
0: Thieves. Number five is Double Indemnity. Number four is Citizen Kane in the fourth seed. Did you expect it higher? Yes. (laughs) Okay, calm down. All right, number three, we've got Chaplin's The Great
1: Dictator. On to number two seed, which is Casablanca. Have you seen Casablanca? I have. It's good. Remember, I had seen every film in the top 250 at a certain point. Yeah, stop living in the past.
0: All right, and the number one seed of the
1: 1940s, It's a Wonderful Life. It is indeed. So we will give you those first round matches next week as this week is our draft. All right, so we're going to take another short break here, give you a couple of promos from some more awesome podcasts, and we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching.
4: Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan. Michigan two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend. For the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself
3: as Jake and Tom Conquer the World.
1: Hey, listeners, we just want to take a quick second to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie-related.
0: Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show, to get our name out there, and there are a couple of ways you could help us.
1: Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere, places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and all the other podcast catches you can search for, we're probably on there.
0: And hey, if you find one we're not on, let us know so we can fix it. You can contact us on Twitter at imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, our Letterboxd page at letterboxd.com slash imdbjourney, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com.
1: Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And Dean, we've got a lovely five-star rating and review here from Dave and Jay at the Super Movie Bros. Journeys begin with one step. Some journeys end when that first step turns into a faceplant. Then before you know it, your faceplant is being watched on YouTube by the nurse at the hospital you're in while you're waiting for the doctor to find out whether you'll ever walk again. It's about us. Those that make it past their first step learn that the destination is meaningless. It's all about the journey. So your ass may be in a wheelchair now, but you can still take this journey with Dan and Dean. Well said. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, then why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show breaking down other films not on the IMDb Top 250. Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this week, Hendo? Well, Dean, we've finished our Wes Anderson filmography. so so (laughs) Yes, yes, that's done. (laughs) So we are going to be starting a new film series next week, but until then, we have a patron-requested review from our lovely patron, Chris, and we have broken down... Zodiac. The David Fincher psychological thriller. Yeah, and we had a good time discussing that one, and that will be coming up on the Patreon this week. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested
0: in, head on over to patreon.com slash journey and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jockey Nerd podcast where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a
4: full spoiler podcast and we swear a lot.
2: Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV movies and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. nerd Jockinerd.
0: All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick reminder that in this section of the podcast, we will not be spoiling any details from the films, so you needn't worry about spoilers. Well said. That's where I was going with that. I <laughs> sort of lost my train of thought halfway through.
1: <laughs> All right, Dean, three weeks has passed. How many movies have you seen? I've seen 14 movies. That's very good. How many have you seen? Ten. Yeah, it's Not as I said, good. I said ten earlier. Well... Pay attention. I don't listen. All right, I'll let you talk for a while. What's your number 14 film? My number
0: 14 film, and the worst film by Country Mile that I watched, was Madeline's Madeline. Madeline's How could you tell the difference Madeline. between those names? <laughs> I don't know. I did not get this film. This is a stupid, stupid movie. There are these blurry shots that use weird diagonal angles and close-ups at nauseam. Watching people make animal noises relentlessly... Is not entertainment. It is weird.
1: Why are you yelling at me for a It is I didn't weird. Like the movie.
0: <laughs> you said it would be good. I you did. You said, not. watch this movie. It I... gets good reviews. It is terrible. I cannot understand the I'm love. I'm
1: stating facts. I said I... it got good reviews. You I... should watch it. I haven't I seen d- it yet. I just,
0: I don't get it. I can't understand how someone could watch this and enjoy it. I will do you say. Think that, do you
1: think that's a problem on you?
0: No. I will say, the only reason it didn't get half a star, and I'm actually giving it one star, there is one redeeming scene right near the very end. Which features a fantastic performance from the main character, but that's it. The rest is utter garbage. Hot take. All right. Seeing as you've seen hardly any films, this (laughs) (laughs) go around will stay on me for a little bit more. My number 13 film is The Predator.
1: Ah, I didn't like this film either. I mean, it's
0: just, it's just dumb. Yep. And I know that there's the argument for dumb fun and paying homage to, you know, the original and the original old 80s series, but every character is so stupid in this (laughs) film. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't understand how you can watch this and side with any of these characters or empathize with any of our antagonists here. They're all idiots. And any movie who considers putting in bloody mutant or alien dogs into the mix, just stop. You're doing the wrong thing.
1: Why are we supposed to sympathize with the antagonists? Think it over.
0: <laughs> I may have meant protagonist. <laughs> yes, you did. I was just so angry and <laughs> let down by this film. <laughs> Got me on the edge. Anyway, no, I didn't like it at all. I mean, at least there was some relatively entertaining action pieces in it. Eh, yeah, There's a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I'm stretching. I'm trying not to- be too negative but yeah it's pretty bad it is pretty bad
1: all right well yeah
0: i agree with you (laughs) all right under my number 12 christopher robin
1: oh we'll talk about that i've seen it oh nice well done yeah go on let's talk about it then
0: all right i'll just kick off and then you can take it away christopher robin obviously a kid's film about winnie the pooh and his story i watch it with my kids so i think i generally give it a bit more leeway it's not a terrible film It's average, it's okay, I don't recommend it to anyone to go and watch it, but when you're sitting around on a rainy Saturday arvo and the kids want to watch something with you, this isn't a bad film to put on. It's very non-offensive, there's literally no risk taken at all, but why why should they? It's a Winnie the Pooh
1: live-action film.
2: Yeah.
0: For what they were doing, I think they accomplished it nicely, it just, it
1: wasn't... It wasn't made for me. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I actually have this at my number six out of ten. It's pretty high. Yeah, it's still below the recommend line, though. But it's, I basically mirror your opinion. Like, it's, there's nothing actively bad with this film, but it's just, I'm never going to watch it again. It's just nice. Yeah, it was fine. I kind of equate it to Peter Rabbit, really. Just one of those live action, cartoony.
0: I prefer this to Peter Rabbit. Uh, I do too. I felt like this had some heart, whereas Peter Rabbit was just an arsehole.
1: Everyone was just, you know, sweet, nothing. And like you said, there's no risk taken with this film. And they don't need to. No, of course not. It's like Disney. It's Winnie the Pooh. It's Disney. What, what are they, what risk are they taking?
0: Well, they bought Star Wars. That yeah. was a bit of a- or
1: big risk. Risk. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Way to gamble on that one there, well, Disney. They,
0: they put out Solo.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> was a even, risk. <laughs> didn't even dent them. Jeez. Nah. Yeah, fair enough. Very middle of the road.
0: Yeah, we got a couple of reviews on Twitter for The Predator from Lost Signals. The Predator was worse than the second alien versus Predator movie somehow. It made me want to commit, slash, be a victim of simultaneous homicide against slash at the hands of my apparently telepathically bonded best friend. What? <laughs> <laughs> From Rusty Nails, The Predator is a fun watch. If you want nothing, and I mean nothing, more than an 80s throwback buddy cop style action film that moves at a breakneck pace while delivering bucket loads of gore, then this is a film for you. Perfect beer and pizza entertainment. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Rusty. That's the condescension from him thanks rusty appreciate the review we've got a review here for christopher robin from the feel and film podcast i was pleasantly surprised by this one went in with low expectations and came out in love with eeyore yeah i must say eeyore was pretty funny
1: he was voiced by brad
0: garrett perfectly voice casted there that's right all right moving on to my number 11 film 45 years
1: Oh, okay. What persuaded you to watch this film? Was it on Netflix? New Netflix scroll? It was.
0: And I had seen it previously on a YouTube video that I watched about like greatest film scenes. And it was, it was thereabouts for me. Okay. Like I had heard of it. I'd heard good things. I saw it. So I watched it. Yeah. 45 years it looks at the relationship of you'd say an elderly couple who have been married for 45 years. It's. It's a very quiet and slow film. It's not really boring at all. It's only an hour and a half long. The performances, particularly from Charlotte Rampling, are really, really good. There are some, I guess, tense moments in the film, but those are really few and far between. There's not a lot of plot to it. Honestly, it's more about just looking at how these old people are behaving inside this marriage. And I went into it hearing that there was big secrets that come out. I mean, there's not... Really? It's more about seeing what people are willing to accept in a marriage, which I did find interesting. I do recommend it if it sounds like something you'd enjoy. If it doesn't sound like at all something you'd want to watch, stay well away. You'll probably hate it. But if you can accept a very slow movie about an elderly couple and how their marriage progresses later on in life, I suggest you have a look at it.
1: Okay, fair enough. I might. I might see it eventually. All right, can I step in here with my number 10? Go for it. My number 10 film is... The Equalizer 2. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> I did not
0: even ever see the first one. First one... Why uh, did you watch the second one? Because
1: i seen the first one. You knew it was going to be bad. No, I didn't. I don't know if a film's going to be bad until I see it. Fuck off. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> it's it's just a forgettable action film. Like Mile 22, this sort of boring shit. It's boring? It's, bo- it is, it's boring. It's boring. Nothing
0: worse than watching a really boring action film.
1: There's no... Stakes. Yeah, this this is the
0: first and only sequel Denzel Washington has ever done. Hopefully, it's his
1: last. (laughs) Don't want to see a... Training Day 2? I don't think that happens. I'll see Inside Man 2? Inside Two Men.
0: (laughs) Wow, that'd be a
1: different film. (laughs) The problem with this film is he's invincible. Like, you never have any fear that he... There's something, there's something bad gonna happen. I mean,
0: do you really ever with the main guy in an action
2: film like this? Can you give
1: us something though? Some, something that makes me feel like he's, he's got something to lose at least. Hmm. He's just, he's a robot. He's a machine. He, no one can get near him in this film. And it shows every time someone comes in, boom. Yeah, take it. It's like just bats them away like flies. Every single person. And it just it was it got it was boring. Like why do I need to keep seeing this happen over and over? I know exactly what's gonna happen. No one's gonna touch him. And it ended. Just snore fest. Was it equalized though? Explain. I don't know what the
0: equalizer is in reference to, so I can't.
1: Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you've seen two movies
1: on it. I think they discussed that in the first one. I don't think they ever mentioned it in this one. Okay. His thing is that he has his watch and he like, oh, I'm going to see how long it takes for me to kill all these six people. He puts, he turns his watch on and he like does all this fancy. St- oh, my <laughs> oh my god! I thought you like just started this yawning is so on purpose. <laughs> I thought you just actually burst out yawning. Like,
3: what are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. That's really rude while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely avoid this one. No, okay. A couple of reviews here for Did the he say ex- no K. Is that in
0: reference to The Equalizer 2 and how it's not okay? And you could shorten that down to no
1: okay. That's exactly what it was. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple of reviews here. One from Jimmy Roberts. What a bore. I didn't expect the sequel to take a backstep on all the action and tension from the first. And the last 15 minutes were terrible. Couldn't see what was going on, found it hard to follow. I just hope there is no part three. Me too, mate, me too. And another one here from Austin Keller. I saw it and, wow, I forgot it already. All I can remember is the sensation of boredom and (laughs) non-accomplishment I got from watching it. Even though the directing, acting, and cinematography were decent, the film lacked substance and equated to cinematic emptiness equated to i like what you did there equated stop okay oh, <laughs> sorry all right Dan. you're number 10 all right my number
0: 10 is minding the gap
1: Whoa, oh, that's so low number 10
0: oh you think so you you really liked it didn't you i did really like it i mean i still give it a three i'd still recommend it it's not good enough no it's i agree it's not good enough it should have been better it is
1: better it's not better well i think it is now, i know you do And that's okay. Uh, Give us your bullshit reasons why it's only fine.
0: I mean, I'm not coming in to say bad (laughs) things about it. Like, it's just, it's a better than average documentary. Okay. Looks at three different friends and growing up in life. The main problem I had with it, honestly, is just how unlikable some of the main characters are. I really think there's only one, to be honest. Well, I didn't really get much personality from the other two, to be perfectly honest. Really? Yeah. I felt like that main guy, who isn't the guy filming, mind you got the chunk of screen time and he's just so unlikable and seeing him be questioned and spoken to as a friend after having done just i mean he's not a killer he's not a horrible murderer but he's yeah there's a bit of domestic violence and stuff that goes on and i just it's uncomfortable i didn't like it and yeah
1: but you get that contrasted with the director bing lu's story of how his mum went through the same thing and he's trying to create this documentary about that using his friend as like the antagonist of it all. And his mate is probably not seeing it like this until afterwards, but you also get the contrast between that guy you're talking about, Zach and the other guy, Kiri, and basically how their lives swap roles as they get older. It's, I thought it was fascinating to watch.
0: Okay. I found it a bit boring in parts. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, it's a massive achievement in. Making a film The way it's made Is very good The shots of the skateboarding Which Were in it more than I expected They're really good Yeah And these guys are phenomenal On skateboards <laughs> I'll just say that They make it look So goddamn easy It's not funny I went through a stage In my teens oh, Here we go When I tried to be a skater A skater boy If you will Skater boy It's really hard
1: guys <laughs> <laughs> It's really really hard I never got into skateboarding I was a, I was a rollerblader <laughs> Rollerblader? Yeah, I was they don't good. exist, do they? They do. I was awesome on the rollerblades on the on the half pipe. I couldn't even ollie on a skateboard. pipe? Yeah, half pipe. Don't you know what a half pipe is? Of course, I was a skater boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fair enough. I'm, I'm at least glad that you gave it a recommend. Yeah, like you're acting like I'm trashing it. Like
0: I know it's got phenomenally high reviews, especially on Letterboxd, But yeah, it's it's good. Good. All right, moving
1: on. What's your number nine? Okay, my number nine film is The Other Side of the Wind. Now, this is the Lost Orson Welles film that he was basically his last film he made before he died. It never got off the ground in terms of its legal issues that it was having. Hold on. I've just got to get this yawn ready. All right, go on. You're primed for it. This sounds really bad. It's so weird. Like, you talk about Madeline's Madeline, like, it's just... You don't understand what's happening. This is the same thing. I, I just... I, I didn't... I never said I didn't understand what was happening. You said there's so much going on, you just didn't know what was going on. No, I didn't. I believe you did. I said it's weird. People walk around making animal noises for an hour. You said at some point that there was... It just didn't make any sense. I was so confused throughout this film. I did... There was... It's a film within a film as well, and the film that's actually within the film is just... It's nothing. It doesn't make any sense, and I I... I have this, I have this feeling that it's supposed to not make sense. I really think the only good thing about the film was the acting by John Huston. He was really good in the film, but everything else about it, I just didn't get. I, I, it was, it felt really weird and choppy, and I did not have a good time with it. I was super bored throughout most of the film. That sounds terrible. Yeah, and it's got good reviews too. I just, I didn't understand why, to be honest. Fair enough. Okay, we've got a couple of reviews here for the other side of the wind. First one here from Netflix and Swill. Viewed in the scope of a 70s movie, The Other Side of the Wind would be considered a masterpiece. But as a modern movie, too many puzzling shots and frantic cuts distract from a story that's worth being told. Three out of five. Yeah, I completely agree there, guys. Another one here from JD at the In Session Film Podcast. It feels very awesome wells to me. He's a risk taker and I wouldn't have expected anything less. For all its frenetic editing, it's such an interesting commentary on the Hollywood system and has some of the most provocative imagery I've seen in recent years. And the last one here from the Chewed Gum Podcast. Being able to take part in the history that is this was amazing in itself. Though it is hard to follow, there is beauty in its complexity. Seeing an Orson Welles movie for the first time ever was an unforgettable experience. Put me in the perspective of those waiting to see Kane. Thank you very much for your reviews there, everyone. Dean, what's your number eight film?
0: My number eight film, which I saw today, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald.
2: I have some questions for you. Professor, this is a surprise there's a rumor that newt commander is headed to paris <laughs> I know he's working under your orders What do you have to say for yourself Dumbledore? If you'd ever had the
1: pleasure to teach him you'd know newt is not a great follower of orders like you know, I haven't seen the first one. Oh, the first one's actively bad. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, decent. No, the no? first one's not good. Okay. Probably why I skipped it. Because I've seen all the Harry Potter films.
0: Yeah, and the thing with that, like, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I really am. I'm mainly from the books, to be honest. Like, the movies are, are, you know, very good, but it's the books that just, that suck you into the world. So, seeing Fantastic Beasts, I was... Somewhat excited and massively, massively disappointed. Thankfully, going into this film, I was not as amped up as yeah, so excited. so when,
1: when you see the first one, you're not, your expectations aren't going to be that high.
0: Yeah. The problem I have with this film is, basically, the problem I had with the first film, I don't like the main characters. Newt Scamander. Not a fan of Eddie Redmayne? No, I'm not. Yeah, I don't blame you. He's not good. And I don't mean from an acting point of view. I'm sure he's a fantastic actor, probably. Look at Jupiter ascending. Of course. <laughs> There's just nothing to him, to be perfectly honest. And the other thing I really don't like about Fantastic Beasts are the beasts themselves. They're not fantastic? I don't care about them at all. And I don't think you're meant to care about you know, the personality of beasts or anything, but you're meant to think they're cute over and over and over again. Yeah. And I didn't. So, when you're seeing this wannabe cute furry thing that's all CGI, crawl out of his pocket in his jacket and do some funny thing, it's like, okay, move past this. Like a gremlin? Not like a gremlin at all. Gremlins were puppets.
1: But they're little furry creatures that can fit in your pocket. Oh, Gizmo was. When you say gremlin, I'm thinking about the the big scary
0: reptile. Yeah,
1: fair enough gizmo. All
0: right. Now, the reason I put it at number eight and not lower, and I still recommend this film, is because all the other stuff is really great. So, the stuff with Dumbledore and Grindelwald is really good. Jude Law's fantastic as Dumbledore. I could watch. And the thing is, they go to Hogwarts and they hit that music cue. Great music from John Williams, of course. And it's so, like, it's nostalgic. It's just, it's honestly, pardon the pun, but it's magical when you see the castle, you see the kids in their little robes, and you hear that music, it just gets you, and I'm watching, I'm like, man, I wish there was more of this.
1: They do go to the castle a couple of times, which is great. I bet you were waiting all day for that magical pun. You got out of the scene, like, this was magical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. It just, uh I got nothing. <laughs> I was trying to think of another magical pun I could say. It
1: just apparated to me. It just erected your wand. <laughs>
0: See, that was good. (laughs) The plot's not bad. Like, it's passable. Mm -hmm. It's not boring. Johnny Depp's pretty good in it. It's good that I actually like him in a cast that is quite large where he's not the main guy.
1: Yeah, put him in the background. Make him a supporting
0: guy. He's great. Like, no one says that Johnny Depp is not a good actor. He just takes roles and just goes way too weird with them. Largely in part to- Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Thank (laughs) you. But it was a good film I had fun with it If you can get past The Newt Scamander And Fantastic Beasts of it all
1: Is it worth me Watching the first one To watch the second one Like is is, Are these two movies together Worth my time Probably not Probably
0: not But I heard from My missus Before I came here Apparently these two Are part of a Five movie Slog I guess you could say. So, this is number two of five.
1: So is Avatar, though. But, you know,
0: who's counting? I just really hope in the next one, Newt dies really early on. (laughs) We can do more Dumbledore stuff. It's good. Like, Dumbledore's an amazing character. And seeing, like, his origins. And there's a lot of Easter eggs for Harry Potter fans in there, which are great. I'm a Harry Potter fan. Mm -hmm. I see him. I appreciate them. Cool. You're not as big a Harry Potter fan. I feel like there's no magic for you with it. No, Eric Wand. Muggle, could say. How dare you?
1: (gasps) That's it for me on that one. Let's go to your number seven? Eight? Eight. Eight. All right, my number eight film is The Night Comes for Us. Now, I know immediately that you're not going to like this film regardless. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's basically like The Raid. It's an Indonesian film. Stars Iko Oase, the same guy from the, The Raid films who was just in Mile 22 recently, and the story is about after sparing a girl's life during a massacre, an elite triad assassin is targeted by an onslaught of murderous gangsters. Oh, no waste. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: really? <laughs>
1: that was so piss poor. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, this film is, is boring. It's It just feels like... <laughs> it's going to sound really weird to you. It, sound, it feels like a B-grade raid.
0: Which is a B-grade
1: movie. Yeah, like, I knew you would say that. It's... I'd rather just go watch the raid. Like I watched another film similar to these last year called. Was, Head- was it the raid two? No, that was the year before. Uh, it was called Headshot, and it's about the same as this. Like you get all the the really There's good shot in it. No, we're not talking about that film. You get all the the really long choreographed martial arts and that. It's very gory and bloody, and like the the, the punches and the impacts. They really they really feel when you watch it. The Problem who, is, who directed it? Was it John Woo? It was Timo Tachato. So, so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I didn't care about anyone in the film. The story was... Inconsequential. Yeah. Like the main character, I didn't, I didn't care if he lived or died. The other side characters, they were there and gone. I didn't care about any of them. The only good thing going for it was some of the good action, but it's done, it's been done better in other similar films. So, skip this one and go watch the raid. One and two because they're awesome. Okay. I will skip it. Okay, we've got one comment here about The Night Comes For Us from one of our favourites, patron Ben Mulverhill. The Night Comes For Us is probably the most brutal film of the year, and I love it for that, if nothing else. Fair call. It is insanely brutal. Ah, Dean, what's your number seven?
0: My number seven, I chucked on, just for a bit of fun one night. It's the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law again. The Guy
1: Ritchie one. Yes, that one.
0: I'd seen it before. I know it's fun. I know it's entertaining. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is always entertaining, but honestly don't have much to say. It's It's fun. You watch it. You have fun watching it. You don't really have to pay too much attention to it. It's a good movie. Cool,
1: I agree. Uh, moving on to your number seven, what do you got? My number seven is Papillon, or Papillon, whatever you want to say. What do you say? I mean, I've never said the word before, so I don't know yet. Well, why don't you say one, and that's the one you'll say. Papillon. There we go, we'll go with that. And this is a remake of the- Papillon? Yes. The 70s version with, I believe, Steve McQueen and Dustin Oh, oh Papillon. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> you twat. They're just too easy. <laughs> uh, this one stars Charlie Hunnam and Rami Malek. And the story is basically the same about a guy who gets falsely convicted and sentenced to a life imprisonment in a penal colony where he forges a strong friendship with a counterfeiter who needs his protection. And yeah, there's some good parts to this film. It's still not a recommend for me. The, the big problem is it's so long, very unnecessarily. Like, it repeats the story a lot as it goes along. And while that might have worked... In the original, because of the good chemistry between Dustin Hoffman and Steve McQueen, when you've got Charlie Hunnam as the main guy, I don't know, there's something about him like he's—he hasn't really do it for me as a lead actor in in his films. He's pretty good in *Sons of Anarchy*, but everything that he's—he's he's been the main person of. It's never good because of him. Like, I like The Lost City of Z from last Mm. year, but not because of him, really. Yep. Rami Malek is in it, too, and he's basically playing Elliot from Mr. Robot, this sort of intellectual kind of person. He needs protection in the prison because he's basically a little bitch. And it would have ended up being a fine film if it wasn't for its length.
0: Fair enough. All right, on to my number six, Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Well, I saw this, too, Dean. I have it at my number five, so let's talk. What'd you think?
0: Because I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good, actually. I thought
1: it was good. Not really good? I haven't said the word really until just then. I'm asking. It's good.
0: Is it really good? It's good. Did you hear me? I actually thought that most of the movie- Listeners, did you hear me? It's good. I actually thought most of the movie was good. Like me. But I just- They got me in the end. I couldn't help myself. That scene where they're playing- Mahjong. Mahjong. That is the best part of the movie. It's really great. Yeah. Not enough to bump it up to- Really good. Nah, it bumped up for me. And then when they're on the plane, they have that corny sort of 90s teen comedy drama thing happening. It's, I don't know why I cared about these characters. That's why. That's what's so great about this movie. They build up these characters really fantastically, and you really, really genuinely care about these characters. And they're in a really tough situation that I feel like is not far fetched at all. You're not watching it going, well, this is just stupid. Like, you can believe that this could happen. You can understand both sides predicament. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can understand both sides of it, which makes for a much more interesting and in-depth story. So, I was fully on board with this and the end really bumped it up for me as well. So, I actually give this one 4 stars.
1: Nice. Yeah, I've uh, I don't have too much to say about it. It's it was very fine for me. Like I I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's kind of adorable. It is adorable. Yeah. Awesome. Well I had a good time with it. It's just it's good.
0: Got a couple of comments here on Twitter about Crazy Rich Asians. We've got from Mike, Mike and Oscar in the running for best scene of 2018 for me. And that's in reference to the Mahjong scene.
1: Yeah, good contender for it. And another one here from, get this for a Twitter name, a face mainly your mother could love. Damn. This movie was damn solid. Love the cast and especially the visuals. I visited Singapore 14 years ago and this movie was an excellent reminder for me of how fun and beautiful it is there. Thanks for those comments, guys. All right, my number six was Christopher Robin. Watch your number five? My number five was
0: 2018's Halloween. It's a great reimagining of the franchise. Really goes back to its roots here. From the opening credits that are almost identical to the original Halloween, I knew this would be solid. It plays on the countless tropes that the original invented and continued the story of Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie. The tension felt throughout this film is great. It's a really fun movie, too. There are a couple of good jump scares, and the violence is really not overdone or too graphic for the sake of being graphic. And Michael Myers is legitimately scary here. His mask is fantastic, his slow walk is menacing, and just his silence, it's just so effective. Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter and granddaughter take a lot of the scream time here, and whilst the granddaughter felt fleshed out and like a real person, the daughter was very one note and forgettable. The dialogue is very corny in parts, But being a horror film, you can forgive it somewhat, as it's not really why you're there. You're there to feel thrilled. And thrilled I was. Recommended. Good. Couple of reviews on Twitter here. Again, from a face mainly your mother could love. I'm still on the fence. The franchise has gone into too many directions for me. It's like how American comics go years with one origin, then soft reboot the thing several times for one storyline. Eh, to be honest, I haven't not seen... Any Halloween sequel. I'd only seen the original and then this one. The original Halloween is the only one I've seen.
1: I mean, I'm not a big horror guy, so...
0: No, you're not. No. From the cinema guys, thought Halloween was exactly what the franchise needed. It was a nice refresh with a mix of old and new. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But it got us excited for more movies with our favourite boogeyman.
1: Uh, My number five was Crazy Rich Asians. Back to you, Dean. What's your number four? My number four is another
0: horror. It Follows. I believe you've seen this one.
1: Yeah, I saw it a couple of years ago. I rather enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: it's really good. It's refreshing. The premise of passing something on to someone and having just this, this form that can take different appearances follow you around, it's menacing. There are some scenes, especially inside, where they set up things like, don't ever go into a room with only one exit, and then after that, They'll have characters go into rooms with only one exit, and you're just like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> you did just
0: told, don't go there. It's, it's exciting. I really, really enjoyed it. It was filmed magnificently, and as I said, some some scenes in particular inside, very, very tense. Nice. I do recommend it.
1: Yeah, I do too. Good. All right, on to your number four film, Hendo. My number four film is Private Life.
0: Oh yeah, I've have actually seen this one recently as well. So I actually skipped that one. That was my number ten. You absolute flog. <laughs> well, I give it I give it three stars. It's pretty good, but you have it much higher. So take it away, Endo.
1: Yeah, I really loved the chemistry and the acting here of Paul Giamatti and Catherine Hahn. I thought they played really well together. It's it's a touching story to have these people who are just trying. To have a baby, and they're going through everything they can to make it happen. It really makes you appreciate
0: having children. Yes, exactly. When you see how hard it is for some people, and thankfully we had no issues, it was very easy for us to have children, which is, we're so lucky and appreciative of that.
1: Maybe too easy to have children, you know. Hey, 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 stop it now.
0: (laughs) But to see these people who really, really struggle and go through so many different Options and they just, they just want to have a kid so bad.
1: It's, it is touching to see. Yeah, an unexpected gem from Netflix. All right, fella. What is your number three? Free. <laughs> My four. number three film
0: is <laughs> 1978's Halloween.
1: Didn't you just talk about this? You know, I didn't. <laughs> All right, let's hear another Halloween movie then. I mean, I'll keep it brief for
0: your sake, Hendo. I actually watched it like the same day I saw the remake. I watched it before and then went into this. Good, you watched
1: it before. That's what you want to
0: do. It went, it worked really well. Yeah. Because there's a lot I would have missed otherwise in the new one. But this original, it's very, it's just really tight. Like, it feels tight so quick. It's such a short film and what I love about it, like, obviously the music is amazing, but it doesn't mess around with a lot of just added fluff like movies, a lot of movies do these days. It is just, here's this boogeyman, he's out to kill- There's not a lot of explanation. It works so well. It's such a simple but effective film. I really, really liked it.
1: Yeah, I would say that Michael Myers is one of the the better horror slasher villains out there. Probably one of, actually, the best, I think.
0: Better than Freddy (sighs) Krueger? He's really inventive. I haven't seen all the bad sequels. Again, with this film, I think... With Nightmare on Elm Street. I think I've only seen the first one.
1: Just uh, stop listening for a second, all you horror fans out there. I've only seen the first Halloween. I've seen the first two Nightmare on Elm Streets. I haven't seen a single Friday the 13th. Who's the villain in that? Jason. Oh. I've seen Freddy versus Jason. Does that count? So I think I've seen cinemas. bits of that. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Halloween's over.
0: <laughs> it is. On to your number two now, is it? All right, on to your number three.
1: My number three is a film that you watched last time. Yep. It is Jim Cummings Thunder Road. Oh nice. What do you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, you're spot on about Jim Cummings. Like he is masterful in this film. He's spot on in his characteristics and his acting. He does everything in this film. That scene, that twelve minute scene, that monologue at the funeral at the start, it was fantastic. Did you even know that it went for an entire take? Yeah, it was one shot. That's what I meant by entire take. No, it's he's very good in it. It is a it is a dark comedy like there are bits in this uh, in this movie that I was laughing out loud just how he reacts and how he interacts with some people just his mannerisms he's kind of goofy yeah, he's just a really unique guy and it really
0: shines through in this movie like there's no tomorrow I'd really really be interested to see what his next film would be like and whether he can actually act do you know what I mean like is this him being Jim Cummings in this film or is this him acting? Well, it'd be
1: easy to find that out. Just go watch some interviews with him.
0: I'd rather keep the magic alive for me, you know. Ooh, yeah. What
1: if he is like this in real life? Then I'll think less of the film. It'd so- be amazing if you watched an interview like, well, you know, I don't know, I just wanted to see what, what this movie would do. <laughs> like, oh, he's actually him. No, uh, Thunder Road is a, is a very great film. No, it is a great film. If you haven't seen it, I do highly recommend it. Okay, a couple of reviews here for Thunder Road. One from the Film Inquiry podcast. Maybe my favourite lead performance of the year. Feels like the birth of a great artist. And another one here from Matt Neglier at the Next Best Picture podcast. Jim Cummings was such a revelation in this. High praise there for a justified performance. Indeed. Okay, we're into your number two, Dean.
0: Yeah, my number two film is definitely a film I recommend you go and see, Endo. It's called Loveless. Yeah.
1: You're a piece of shit. Have you heard of this one? Shut up, mate. <laughs> Look, at you can't even control yourself. Oh, I geez. have recommended this to you so many times. It's pretty good. I'll give you that. Yes, it is.
0: I knew I was in for something special when very early on-
1: I recommended it to you.
0: You get a shot of this young boy crying as though he's in absolute agony. His face is contorted. His tears are streaming down his face. We're doing a breakdown. He is crying uncontrollably and he's completely silent. It is so powerful. It's an amazing scene and sets up fantastically the depressive nature of this film. This is a Russian film that looks at people who are going through a divorce and the effects that that has on them and those around them. But more than that, this is a study of unhappiness in people and of the cyclical nature of who we are, all the while against the backdrop of Russia and the cold elements of the country they live in. These characters are all horrible, horrible people. It's disarming to hear things so cruel that have the power to destroy the emotion stability of someone so fragile of someone in need of guidance and support loveless does have a very slow pace with shots lingering longer than is conventional forcing us to think further about what we have just seen it's a very effective story and one that stayed with me long after the credits rolled highly recommend you go and see this especially you
1: hendo you know what i might see it again all right on to your number two hendo Well, quite ironically, I'm going to be talking about a film that you recommended I watched, Beasts of No Nation.
0: Wow, it's really high. Why did you like it so much?
1: I mean, it's just such a powerful film. Idris Elba just engulfs himself in this role. Being a massive fan of City of God, I guess that played into my enjoyment of this film as well. What do you think of the main child actor in it? Because he really carried a lot of the film. I think he was outstanding. And watching him go through these troubling experiences he has throughout his life makes you happy that you are living in this environment that you're in. You're not having to deal with any of that. And it hits you deep in the feels. I really enjoyed this film, Dean. I I thank you for recommending it to me. Moving on. Okay, Dean, we're at our number one films for this episode. What's your number one? My number one is Blind Spotting. I am so hanging to see this. Can't believe you didn't watch it. Didn't have time. Please tell me, why should I see it? One word, tense.
0: There are so many scenes in this film where I found myself, without even realising it, Holding my breath, like, literally watching it, like... It's hard to convey me holding my breath. No, no, you did it perfectly. On a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What these two main characters go through in their day-to-day lives, it's basically, it starts off, you got this guy who's ending his probation period. So, he's got a few days left, and he's served a lot of this time in probation. He's just got to get through these few days. And to see him come up against all these things that could derail his entire life and the situations that he finds himself in... You just, oh, you just want to scream at the TV like, why are you doing this? You've done so well. Walk away. You don't need to do this. And to see him just make these decisions that are true to character, don't get me wrong. but they are one more job. Kind of thing Not quite But Hmm. I mean No Not really like a one more job But it's It's a great film The performances are fantastic It's just really deep Like I've heard people say that It tackles racism a way that It probably shouldn't I fully fully disagree Like the way it handles the issue of racism here I feel is realistic And not condescending at all I've really really enjoyed this film And honestly I've no doubt you'll really enjoy it too Alright, from Colby Pryor on Twitter, blind spotting is one of the best of the year. Funny, sad as shit, and just great. all round great. Alright, what's your number one film, Hendo? My
1: number one film is Black Klansman. I really enjoyed this film. I haven't seen too many Spike Lee films. I think I've seen Inside Man, and that's it. I think this had a very strong message it, at a poignant time. It needed to be told. It was funny when it needed to be. It was serious when it needed to be. Yeah, it does play off the tone a lot. John David Washington, he is so good in this film. There are times where I could have closed my eyes and I thought I was listening to Denzel Washington. His voice, obviously, it's his son. It's spot on like him. When he's doing the white voice. Yeah, he's, you know quote-unquote white voice. That's so funny. Yeah. Adam Driver's really good in it too. What really elevated it for me is the finale, the ending, which really brought it all home for what we're experiencing now. I actually went into it with lower expectations after the review, so maybe that elevated it for me when I actually enjoyed it more. Maybe. I think so. Overall- I liked it, but people are raving about it. I really liked it. Number one film this episode. That's going to do it.
0: All right. That was a supersized what we've been watching.
1: Yeah, a bit more than usual. Don't think we'll ever hit the tens and the fourteens coming up. Really? You don't think, you think you're going to watch fourteen films in a fortnight?
0: You don't think we'll ever have it go to three weeks again? If I have holidays, I will watch ten films in a fortnight.
1: That's actually true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Which is
0: actually why I've seen more films than usual because I actually did have a week off in this time. So yeah. yeah.
1: Nope. But that's going to do it. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you very much to duty and the Tom. From Shaken, Not Nerd for coming on for Pod V Pod. Great blokes. Yeah, fantastic time. I had a blast with this one. Yeah, they were really funny. And that's going to do it. So, we will see you next week for Cool Hand Luke. Take care, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye.